Hi everybody, this is Chandler. And this is Chris. And you're listening to X Reads the Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 47. So we're here today to bring to you a really awesome comic. I loved this issue and I'm really glad because (laughs) my favorite issue probably so far has been the first appearance of Jubilee Mm -hmm. where the ladies, they go to the mall and they they go to a male strip club. They have a whole adventure. Mm -hmm. And this issue actually takes place right after that one. It's all about men Men. with like big cap letters and a big giant exclamation point. Yes. Coming up this week, we have the House of X podcast gala. So House of X has put together a hellfire-like gala for all of us X-Men podcasters. And I know... Uh, Powers of X-Men has been invited. I know Homo Superior has been invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. That I'm pr- the podcast that goes snicked. All of our friends. Yeah, but you know what would be juicy? Who wasn't invited? Ooh. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you did not get an invite and you're an X-Men podcast, <laughs> just tweet at Warpath underscore Dylan. <laughs> we love you dylan we love you dylan thank you so much for the invitation we can't wait for the gala we can't wait to show off our amazing lukes yes all of my lukes i'm actually gonna borrow some lukes from chandler because his lukes are so amazing yes we're gonna have like one of those closet fantasy montages after this recording so Mm -hmm. maybe we'll do we'll do some photos or something some sabrina in the mirror doing some twirls and costume changes yeah absolutely yeah one shout out i want to give is to comic book couples counseling they are so supportive and they have been a wonderful ally on twitter so i just want to give a big shout out to those guys thank you guys yeah join married couple brad and lisa as they explore the various dynamics of comic book relationships throughout pop culture and publishing history yeah so basically they take two characters that have a relationship in a comic book or or you know pop culture in general and they analyze that and talk about the history of this these this couple's relationship and then they're in a relationship themselves so it's all about couples counseling together cool we'll check you out yeah so this issue takes place in june of 1989 Mm. now we were alive we were yeah 89 what a year yeah indeed oh my gosh you guys you have no idea so first off the top song it was wind beneath my wings by Bette Midler. Wasn't that in the movie Beaches? Yes, it was. Oh my gosh. And I have no idea, but I look back and, I th- and I'm thinking Blossom in my head. Like Blossom was in that movie. Oh, like Malum Bailey? Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, yes. I can't remember. Oh, maybe she was as a young girl. She would have been very maybe, young. Maybe she played like the young version of a Bette or oh, Barbara. Yeah. I'm starting to get memories. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen Beaches. Oh, I know. It was one of those movies like the women in the family make you watch because they love watching it and crying on a yeah. on a sunny Sunday with their iced tea or mint julep. <laughs> mint julep, sure. <laughs> I, 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 all, all of you... Mint julep, where there, am I from? I know, wow. <laughs> like, we didn't have mint juleps in, in a beach city in Southern California. I take that back. <laughs> I retract. <laughs> what, I wonder, I've never had a mint julep. Maybe that's something to try. I have fresh mint growing in my garden. Do you? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's try mint it's julep. It's so great Gatsby. It sounds great, Gatsby. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, talking about movies, the, the top film of June of 1989, there was a lot. There wasn't that... just one, you guys. And you guys, 
This was phenomenal. This, this was, was the month of all months in cinema. Yes. Tell us why, Chandler. Because while this movie came out in May of 89, it still was dominating the box office at the beginning of June. It was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <gasps> wow. Wow. Followed by Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. <gasps> Ooh. Then followed by Ghostbusters 2. <gasps> and oh, then, that was the best one, wasn't it? It was good. Oh, yeah. And then the last week of June had the top box office hit Batman. <gasps> wow. The Tim Burton Batman starring Jack Nicholson. And, and Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes. Oh, my God. With that... amazing songs by Prince. Oh, I can't even. That month must have been like, people must have lived in the movie theater. I know. Lived. So, okay, first of all, let's go all the way back. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, love. Okay, I can't remember. Is that the one with the Sean Grail or the... It's the one with Sean Connery, the dad. And then they go on the adventure. Yeah, it's the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. It is the Holy okay, Grail, yes. The one where I have nightmares because he drinks from the cup. Yes. And the villain, like, spoiler alert, turns into a mummy dust. Yes. And it scared the crap out of me. Recreate yes. nightmares. And I had one cup that entire month, and I wouldn't drink from any other one except for the one that I knew would have turned me into a dust mummy. Yes, well, that's very valid. Yeah, Indy, he taught us all that Jesus was a carpenter, so the Holy Grail, of course, wouldn't be a bejeweled item. It would be a very simple cup. Yeah, mine would be bejeweled. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> they're like pick the one for Chris, and it's like this big pink frilly glittery one. They're like, I'll take that one. I think Last Crusade is my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies because I mean, people love Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom as well, mm-hmm. and of course, Raiders of the Lost Ark is classic because it's the first one. But Last Crusade, oh my god, I loved it. And remember, there was some sort of creepy scene in the catacombs, and he had to go and like trace the shield of one of the tombs down there. And there was like oh, yeah. bugs or something oh, everywhere. Oh, those bugs. It was so gross. But Ooh. oh, and I remember distinctly all of the the booby traps he had to overcome in that um in the Holy Grail temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where they had to like spell in Hebrew or something, Yahweh. I don't know. It was very, very interesting. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh Star Trek The Final Frontier, that's a classic. I've actually never seen it. I don't remember it. Okay, we'll move on. Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that because I'm a Trekkie, so like yeah. I feel really bad. But this was like one of the best ones. Okay. I think. Yeah. And I just don't remember because like, oh, confession, you guys, like the Star Trek films that feature the original cast, I kind of fall asleep. <gasps> oh, no. I know. I try. I try every time. I, like there's this one with Christy Alley. Maybe this is the one with Christy Alley. I don't remember her. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was more of a TNG guy. Okay, all right, fair enough. There's a lot of Star Trek out there, so you can't, you know, you can't be embedded in every single moment of Star yeah. Trek. Well, right now I'm embedded in Discovery, and it is phenomenal. Oh, nice. Let me just talk about Discovery for all one right, second. All right, talk about Discovery okay? because they have the best costumes on television. Really? And I want their costume designers to win all the awards. Oh. And I don't even know why they're not nominated for all the awards because everything is phenomenal. Hmm. Well. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. For your Emmy consideration. (laughs) Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. Oh, God. Okay, guys, come on. That painting that comes to life. Oh, yeah. That river of slime. Oh, yeah. There is so much in Ghostbusters 2. I loved it. Wait, was that the one with the big giant marshmallow man? No, that was was number one. Oh, that was number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're coming out with a new one. They're coming out with the new Ghostbusters with the original you're cast. Right, you're right. You're right. And my client scored it. 
Really? Yes. So I'll be working on that this summer. Cool. Yeah. Can you tell us anything else about it? I don't know. I know because I haven't I haven't started on it, but I think it comes out this summer. Maybe they'll be my first red carpet since pandemic. Oh yeah. You're I know one of the kids. By then. Yeah, one of the kids from Stranger Things is in it. Finn Woodley or Woodhart. I can't remember. Sorry. Cool. Well, I hope you go to the red carpet of that because I love seeing those red carpet photos you take. Yes. Um, so, and then also Batman. Well, Batman. Okay, yeah. So the, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, Batman of all those films is my favorite by far. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty classic. It's so incredible, that first Batman. I love it. And this love... is the Joker with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, and the actress who played the female love interest was oh uh, well the character's name is Vicky, Vicky Vale, vale. And, yeah, yeah it's that blonde oh my she gosh. was basically like Lois Lane but Gotham City yeah yeah she was great and it was so weird because like in the second one I was just like wait a minute what happened to Vicky I know like I thought she was a thing she was supposed to be a thing yeah no and then they because well, they had Michelle Pfeiffer and they like didn't need any other woman in that movie they're yeah. like she is all women for all of us oh my gosh I saw this new behind the scenes video of Michelle Pfeiffer I saw it too did you really oh so good she is in that scene where she is snapping heads with the uh, of the mannequins with her whip mm-hmm. and she does it all in one take you guys all by herself all by herself whip 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 and she like dances along out of the frame and like everybody just bursts into a thunderous applause yeah it makes me realize like because i've worked on movie sets when i used to work be in production and when you watch movies you get so caught up in the story you're not really thinking of it. those takes like that's a lot of hard work that goes into these movies and there's all, i'm sure there's a lot of moments where people are just so excited that they got the take so it made me really really happy to see that and i think tim burton ran out on set and gave her a hug because he just was so excited that she was able to pull it off. Yeah, so incredible year for movies, 1989. So what else is interesting about June of 89 is that at one point, it was one twenty-three and 45 seconds on June 7th of 89. So that means it spells out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Ooh, did anything spooky happen? I don't know. No. Well, I guess these movies came out. Oh, you know what? It must, <laughs> that's what it was. The, the universe lined up. Yeah. And it came out with some good stuff in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm from Minnesota. And in June of 89, they, they broke ground on building the Mall of America, the world's largest shopping mall. And so I've spent many an hour inside the Mall of America in my youth. That you could like it was probably a parent's dream because you could drop your kids off at the mall and they would be essentially in the mall for 15 hours like as long as it was open we wanted to be inside that mall because inside the mall there was an amusement park in the middle Ooh. there was a roller coaster they had one of those like giant slides like splash mountain um, they had the first, well, I don't know if it's the first, but for me, it was the first experience where you would put, um, or you go into the theater and the seats would move oh, as yeah. you watched. Yeah. Uh, 3D glasses on and everything. So yeah. it's a 4D experience. A 4D experience. That was the first time. And like, it's funny because they had, <laughs> the first one is so stupid. It, you were inside a semi truck <laughs> and you were just bouncing along and you were like, 
whatever and then you rear off the road and you end up like going into like a ditch into the river and it just was this like really quick kind of experience and it was lame but then they released alpha one cowboy which is like a star wars space kind of odyssey and you were inside of a space cockpit and you were flying around and doing all this like activity and you know you just got the motion of it all in your seats it was pretty incredible i remember being so wowed i went on that ride a thousand times Oh, and, oh my god this they had an arcade there and that was the first time i played x-men children of the atom Ooh! oh yeah just i remember like jubilee i remember just being all hard-eyed i was like what x-men and a fighting game because this was the first one that i experienced and i was like just throwing my money at it i was like please take it take were money. you wearing pink shades and a yellow uh, trench coat yeah <laughs> i was i was a mall rat you know, I my parents, they would have just dropped me off there and just said, bye. Yeah. <laughs> they would have picked me up like three days later. It's like where I wanted to spend my birthday. I remember one birthday, I was just like, mom, I just want me and my friends to go to the mall. And she's like, great. <laughs> I don't have to have kids at my house. I don't have to buy a cake. Like literally, like that's all it was. They just dropped me off at the mall. The mall will babysit them. Yes, exactly. Oh, and Hot <laughs> Topic was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot that's topic. when it was all like goth and punk. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one of my co-workers, or co-workers is one of the, you know, originators of Hot Topic. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. She's she's amazing. Shout out to Karen. Karen, thanks oh, for yeah. what you've done. Yeah, no, and like, I love her because she she is just a fantastic, phenomenal human being. So Yes. Um, and she carries that Hot Topic wisdom with her all the way to today. Nice. What else happened? Susan Lucci? You know, from uh, the daytime, primetime, is it, which soap opera is it? Come on. All My Children? I think it's All My Children. All right. Well, she lost her 10th daytime Emmy. Oh, yeah. Because she became a coined phrase, you're the Susan Lucci of, if you get nominated and lose. Like over and over and over, over again. Over and over and over again. She be- she became that iconic thing of, of losing. <laughs> the Lucci. The Lucci. Yeah. Whatever. I just remember that was talk about like a timely joke. There was always that joke, like, "Oh, I'm I'm the Susan Lucci of science fairs because I always lose or whatever it is." But <laughs> what kind of fairs are you going uh, to? Well, you get blue ribbons at science fairs, so you know you can win win or lose. But you know, science always wins, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, so we're here to talk about the X Men. Oh yeah, <laughs> we love the X Men. Yeah, sorry everyone. Now we're back on track. Okay, here, here we are. Uncanny X Men two forty five, published June of nineteen eighty nine, written by Chris Claremont, art by Rob Liefeld, titled Men! Exclamation point! And on the cover, on the cover we have Colossus and Havoc and Wolverine and Longshot, and they are facing off against a barrage. Of barrels of guns. Ooh, and Colossus says, Oh, we are surrounded by hostile aliens. Oh, you mean that does that mean that I gotta be the Wolverine now? Because yes. you're the Wolverine, not me. Oh, well, I'm, I thought I'm the Colossus too, so. You can't be both when we're reading this. Okay, hold on, let me try it. All right, this is my Wolverine, you guys. <clears throat> be a shame if something bad happens to my nice new jacket. That was good. That was good. <laughs> was it good? I don't have any raspy voice. That was good. Yeah, so I don't know why Havoc's in his old uniform either. But yeah, Wolverine's wearing a very nice brown leather jacket with a green plaid shirt underneath and tight, tight blue jeans. I don't understand his eyes. Like, they're always, you know, they look blacked out. Yeah. he's Well, it's because he's squinting so... He's just, like, looking down the barrel of that gun. Or is it just... Bushy eyebrows. Or is it just bushy eyebrows? <laughs> the eyebrows are so huge, mm-hmm. they cover his eyes. 
Yeah, Colossus is not wearing anything, and Longshot is just in his vest, his black vest. Looking like a L'Oreal commercial. Yes, that flowing hair. <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't look at Longshot anymore and not think never-ending story. I know, <laughs> I know. Sing it in my head. I know, I love it. This issue cost one dollar. Wow, a whole dollar. Oh, we are, we are... Rolling high. Unless you're in Canada, a dollar twenty-five. Sorry, Canadians. Yeah, I've always I've always felt bad for Canada yeah. when I was buying comic books because yeah. I'd be like, oh, poor them. I know, I know. They have to pay more in the UK. It's only fifty pence, fifty p, as they say. And then on the inside cover, we have our first ad alert. <laughs> Campbell's can do puzzle page. More fun for all kinds of Campbell's kids. What kind of Campbell kid are you? So they have a bunch of numbers, and each number is a new like uh, puzzle you can do. Mm-hmm. So what's the first one? The here? first one, Are You a Smart Kid? By changing just one letter in each of the words below, you can come up with a list of some of the vegetables in Campbell's Chicken Alphabet Soup. But they, oh. but they already... Okay, so they give you these words. Yeah, so you have to just change one letter. So they carrot. have... Parrot. Parrot. It's carrot. Carrot. Coin is what? Corn. Okay, pen. What's a vegetable with three letters? Peas. Pea. Bran. Bran, I'm going to say, is... Mm. This is this is made for children, Chandler. Why are we getting it? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with us? Oh, my God. What's Bran? Bran. They give you, you, the, they give you oh. the answers at the bottom. It's bean, you idiot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay fine fine what's number two uh number two are are you a playful kid these campbell kids are going out to play sports but one of them doesn't belong with the group can you pick him out and there's all these little cherub looking children in different sports Mm -hmm. costumes and they're wearing track suits and stuff and i'm going to pick the guy with the soccer ball wearing a yellow trench coat like it's gonna rain yeah i know he's not even with the soccer ball that's with this kid oh you're right that's the kid next to him they were they were cheating also what kid is a weightlifter i don't know <laughs> this kid is the weightlifter he's lifting a dumbbell way over his head hey there was this one little kid that was called little hercules oh yeah i remember him you remember him yeah i i recently saw like where is he now video yeah and he just let himself go he's like oh yeah i don't i don't do that anymore i'm just yeah. chill now man yeah give me the milkshake please <laughs> all right are, are you, you uh what what is number this? three are you a helpful kid Help the Campbell's kid find her way out of the maze and home in time for lunch. Well, so this is a maze, obviously. You just kind of go out and around. Uh-huh, and then you get to the uh, cup of Campbell's soup. Uh, yeah, da-da, did it. Da-da. Are you a curious kid, says number four. Connect the dots and you'll find the perfect ingredient to team up with the stars in Campbell's soup. Um, it looks like a duck. It like, looks like a even, duck to me, yeah. I don't even have to connect the dots. Yeah. Or is that chicken? Or maybe a chicken. Yeah. I probably think for chicken noodle. It's probably yeah. chicken. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't want to like draw a chicken that I'm going to eat. Yeah. Rude. Weird. Okay, are you a careful kid? Carefully study this can of Campbell's soup and its mirrored reflection. Can you find something wrong with the reflection? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Well, of course, yeah, because it's backwards except for the Campbell's soup label is the same. All right, number six. Are you a happy kid? 
you will be when you unscramble the letters and discover delicious part of Campbell's alphabet soup. And it is a picture of a Campbell's soup bowl mm-hmm. with a bunch of letters at the top of the bowl. There's yeah. a spoon inside of this bowl like you're ready to eat it. So mm-hmm. what does that say in there? Meatball. Wow, you got it pretty good or pretty quickly. All right, I think I'm going to take you on to Wheel of Fortune. All right. Moving on with the story, men. Men, 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 So we open on some very big-toothed aliens grinning. They remind me of scrolls, but mixed with brood. Yeah. Like if the brood and the scrolls had a baby, this would be it. Yeah, and they have decided that they are they're the conquerors of planets and they have their sights set on Earth. And then we open and we see a giant double page spread of all of these aliens. Now, this is the who's who of sci-fi. Oh yeah. We have everybody in attendance to this event. Oh, totally. Who do we see here? I you know what's so funny? One of the aliens says, Everybody's here. I can't I bet you can't name everybody. Yes, I know. There's so many. So I'm going to say, well, first of all, I see little Jawas from Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars characters oh, actually yeah. in this thing. Of the Star Wars universe, I see Jawas. I see Yoda. I see Jabba the Hutt, Jabba's little helper person. Um, not the Mandalorian, but... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. He's getting his own show now, too. Oh, well, good for yeah, him. Yeah, it's uh, uh, starring Ming-Na Wen. Oh, yeah, her, of course. Mm-hmm. But how excited are you to see Elf? I love it. I love that Elf is there, and I yes. love that they gave him a line. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, talk about your low-rent bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love how everybody's here. And I honestly... There's probably people here that we're not even going to realize it until the third time we read this down the line in the future. Yeah. When we have our third or fourth or fifth read through. Like, for instance, look at this guy right here. He looks like the it looks like the back of Vision. It does look like the back of Vision. Wow. And this looks like Nightwing without the mask. It does. Uh, we also have E.T. And we have the Xenomorph from Alien. Or Lunch, he says. He says, yes. And I believe this is MODOK on the That far does right. look like MODOK, yeah. But not only that, we get DC characters up in here, too. Oh, yeah. Hawkman. I think that's Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Superman. Wow. Yeah. So this is the who's who of all aliens in pop right. culture. Totally. Superman is an alien. They cannot. They would never be able to do this today. No. Like this this scene with all of these licensed characters. Yeah, exactly. Probably didn't get permission. I can't imagine. But I, I love it. I love a good mashup. So if you, audience, know of any aliens that we have not called out, please give us a tweet, shoot us a DM. We are at xreadspodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably post a picture of this too. Yeah, we absolutely So you can all see, because you you really have to see this to get the full scope of everybody's here. Mm -hmm. So this next scene I loved, because we have... The grand hero of the story. Yes. The the one, the savior of all of these aliens, mm-hmm. because he's going to bring them the information that they need. He is an archivist. He is. He looks like a mosquito. <laughs> he does. Well, <laughs> it's, he's more like a fly. A fly, sure. I would say. Yeah. He's got those, you know, bug eyes and mm-hmm. 
And four arms. Yes. So the main alien says, let the cadence sound and the conquest go forth. And he continues his speech to the intergalactic community of aliens before him. And it turns out that the speech in its entirety is carried live across the Fleetcom video net, even the most lowly and forgotten sectors of information retrieval. So everybody's hearing this. Mm-hmm. And so like he, the fly guy hears um, the main alien say, blah, target, blah, Australia, blah. And the computer starts spitting out information because he's learning all about Earth. Requested files from Imperial Shi'ar, InfoBank, now integrated and online. Persist follows. Objective has been the site of numerous hostile incursions by such star-faring races as the Kree, Skrull, Akon, Badun, among many others, resulting uniformly in defeat for the aggressors. What? Further objective has successfully repulsed multiple assaults by the world-devouring Galactus. It is the only planet known to do so. What? Further objective is the home world of Galactus's current herald identifying nomenclature Nova. Further objective is reputed to be the adopted home world of the Phoenix. What? <laughs> we're, we're doomed. We're lost. We're only mortal. We're mad to pit ourselves against such an orb. We dare not unleash the conquest, but our fearless leader has already given the word. For so lowly an archivist as myself without even a name to call my own to oppose his will, especially now events have been set in motion would mean my life but to stay silent to do nothing will cost me many more oh so he's got the weight of the universe on his shoulders yes he's now responsible yes for it alerting them. alerting them and letting them know like oh you guys don't go don't mess with this don't planet. mess with this planet because there's a bunch of crazies yes <laughs> and then we find ourselves in australia Yes. Oh, and this is a scene where we have another guy at a computer looking up at everybody. There must be a bunch of security cameras everywhere. Yeah, I think they're, these are trackers that kind of track. I don't know where the cameras are, but um, they're looking at the team. Storm, Dazzler, Rogue, Longshot, Colossus, Psylocke, Havelock, and Wolverine. And we see Storm first, and she's giving herself a, a, her own unique way of a shower. Which is basically floating in the air and causing rain to you know flow around her. And she's totally naked, you As guys. As usual. As usual. And then we see Dazzler doing something. I didn't know they had a danger room wherever they are. Well, there's a bunch of lasers zip-zapping and zopping her, but she is zapping them back. Mm-hmm. And then we find Rogue, who's saying, where, 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 where? <laughs> and she is looking through her closet for shoes, and she's like, there's a pile of the same shoe. This is green shoes. It's just yeah. a green shoe. She's like, where? where's my other green shoe? <laughs> Maybe they're all the right shoe. She needs the left. They're all right. And then we see Longshot, who's like, ooh, looking for this. And she's like, oh, my boot. Bless you, sugar, and your luck. Yeah, good. I, I want Longshot anytime I lose my keys. No kidding. Which is always. Yeah. Longshot, darling. Longshot, can you find my keys? Do you know, do you know where they are? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my wallet? Oh, he'd hate me because I would just do it all the time. Yeah, totally. Am I, I think my bad luck and his good luck would like cancel each other out. <laughs> he'll be just, he'll other. just be exhausted because of his power in overdrive. 
So Hunky Colossus is shirtless with little armbands on, like he's going to aerobics. Yes. Um, and he's painting. Yes. And then we see Psylocke looking stoic with a big cape on, looking very, very heroic. And she is standing guard. Yeah, it's her turn. Yeah, it's her turn to stand guard. Havoc is is the guy at the computer. Yeah. And then yeah, the, the and then Wolverine is offline. Yeah, because it turns out he disabled the security camera that was watching him. Ooh. But then we find out that he's just right behind Havoc. Wolverine, how long have you been spying? <laughs> nice choice of words. I got the same question. Ooh, yeah, so those two kind of spar off with some language calling each other names saying that you know we shouldn't be using these computers because apparently these computers were used by madeline Pryor as the goblin queen yeah and they totally pulled one over on the Mm x-men madeline did so you know this is kind of like enemy technology that they commandeered yeah i wouldn't trust it no of course not what if there was like some tracking device bug in it too weird. It's too weird. But then Psylocke, you know, eavesdrops and then calls in Mama Storm. And Storm has to astral project her way in and be like, Havoc, Wolverine, I thought better of you both. Do not bother with explanations. Psylocke telepathically informed me of your exchange, a.k.a. Tattletale. Why does Astral Storm sound like a ghost? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe my storm's not at the bar. You, you, you can give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, I was like... Should I should I be expecting the ghost of Christmas past and present well, stuff to know, come visit me tonight? I don't know what it, what it sounds like to have an astral projection talk to you. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I've astral projected before. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is intense. Mm. I was doing this meditation, and then all of a sudden I felt like my essence floating outside of my body. Weird. Yeah, and then I was just like, whoa, what's going on? And then you're just floating there, and it's kind of like... I don't know. The best I can describe it is like sense memory Mm. of like you remember everything around you so you can see it in your mind's eye. But then I started floating outside of the building through the roof and I could see the street below me and I could see the cars moving around and I could see the people on the street. And yeah, and then I can feel everybody's presence in everybody's apartments. Ooh. And then it started to feel like a collective consciousness. And then I was like floating even higher. And then I was just like, okay, I'm out, you guys. Yeah. I'm not doing this meditation anymore. I, I asked to project it too far. Wow. I'm afraid of heights. I can't even go on Goliath at Six Flags. <laughs> I love Goliath <laughs> at Six Flags. You forced me to go on it. <laughs> I love it. There, did you know they're opening Six Flags up pretty soon now? No. Yeah. And uh, the CDC or whatever health organization recommends that you do not scream on roller coasters. (laughs) Like, you can go on this ride, but you can't scream. So after Havoc and Wolverine get their scolding, on the next page we have another Ed Alert! Quick shots for hot shots. Want to become a real hot shot? Then think quick. Think quick shot. Every quick shot joystick is designed to give you fighter pilot response, rapid fire control, pinpoint precision, all the state-of-the-art features you need to control the action on your terms. You and your quick shot react as one. You think it, quick shot zaps it. And no matter what video system you own, Nintendo, Sega, Atari, Armstrad, what yeah. the hell is that? Commodore, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Apple and IBM and PCs, we've got a stick that fits your style. So what are you waiting for? Wrap your fingers around a quick shot and become a real live hot shot. What the hell is it? 
Amstrad. I don't know it's Amstrad. All right, so Quick Shop by Bondwell. There's, um, you know, 15 million of them that have been sold worldwide. Wow. That's got to be a lie. But look how cool this kid is. Oh, he's this got the aviator. Cool kid, guys. If if you're in 1989 and you have a wristwatch and aviators, you were you were the shit. Oh yeah, this is very Top Gun Maverick, like channeling Tom Cruise. You know that that's why you're a quick shot. But I remember these. I remember these scroll balls and joysticks and everything like that. So that's quick shot. <laughs> So back with the X-Men, Storm and Wolverine are having a conversation about how Havoc is on a short fuse. And Wolverine says how he's a little jealous that the ladies got to go to the mall in La La Land. And he knows just the thing for the boys to have a boys night out and let off some steam. And then he <laughs> says, what's good for the goose, darling? <laughs> exactly. And then sometime later we hear, Piotr Nikovilich Rasputin, will you relax? <laughs> okay so they're inside of a salon yeah but it looks more like a barber shop yes because they have the little barber shop um pool. thing is yeah that what the it's barber called? pool and the barbershop chairs inside and we see this is actually an important observation because he wouldn't be caught dead in a salon for women no no he's in a barber shop he's in a barber shop where men go mm -hmm. this Exclamation is the point. issue men 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 so yeah we see colossus uh tipped back in a barber chair and dazzler working her lights all around him <laughs> this really won't hurt a bit and it's for your own good so you say. It's only makeup, for goodness sake. And stop grumbling under your breath in Russian. It isn't polite. Allison, men do not wear such things. <laughs> oh, poo. Men also don't have bodies of organic chrome still. I keep trying to transform back to flesh. Well, this means you ha won't have to. Trust me, you'll look fine. Stop squinting, though. You'll ruin the line. I am sorry, but... You glow so brightly. The radiance hurts my eyes. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because she's <laughs> bending over so, and he's looking at her butt, you know, but mm -hmm. she is actually, you know, dazzling. Yes. <laughs> with her powers around her. Oops, needed the light better to see in here. Too much of a good thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Been nothing like that lately. My laser's more powerful than photon bolts pack more punch. Mm, she's thinking to herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, but she goes on. She's she's actually, like, finding out that her powers are starting to grow. Yes. And her bioluminescence is increasing. It's upshifting, yes. Mm -hmm. Up the spectrum. So she's going from yellow into white, which is, like, supernova land. I remember back in the day, like, in 1989, men do not wear makeup. No, of course not. Oh, yeah. I remember I was in a church play. Where we all had to be cats mm -hmm. singing about Jesus. Yes. It was called copycats. Okay. Okay. So we, you know, we're getting ready for the dress rehearsal and everything. And they put makeup on all the kids because, hello, it's theater. Right. You don't want to. They like, need whiskers. They need whiskers. They, you need to be able to see their faces when they're singing about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I'm like, oh, I'm singing about the cats. And then my dad looked at me. And he's like, what are you wearing? And he led a revolt. He called up all the fathers in the church group. 
and banned all the boys from having makeup on their face. Well, so so how are you supposed to be cats? I, well, I I was allowed three lines on each side to represent whiskers. Yes, and that was it. Oh, they had your face done up otherwise. Yeah, well, you know, because you're uh, stage makeup. Oh, okay. You know, so like the lips, like lipstick, oh, right. and you know, like things to accentuate your eyes so that when you're moving, you know, yeah. you can see it better from right. far away. Right, right, right. You know, that's what you're supposed to do in the theater. Yeah. But oh. no, 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 not not in Macho Man 1989. No. You don't do that in 1989. No. Oh, man, I remember wearing so much makeup in theater performances in high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just cake that stuff on. Oh, yeah. Especially if you, if you had to do old makeup and you had to, like, squint your, you know, whatever, crease your, for, your what do you call it, forehead and draw the lines and to make For the old look, people? Yeah, to make yourself look older. Hey, when you were young and you had to act like an old person, did you did you talk and walk? Of course, like I did. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know why. why that was the thing. I don't know why either. <laughs> I'm not the award-winning actor you are. Oh yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, anyways, Dazzler finishes the makeup on Colossus's face, and Wolverine says, "Clocks running, light and gale. Petey Pureheart, better be ready." <laughs> and then he is ready. Look at him. As much so, Tosevich, as I shall ever be. And comrades smile when you call me that. <laughs> Better living through Revlon, guys. Am I a marvel or what? Says Dazzler. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they look so proud. So Gateway opens a portal and this rogue says, y'all behave here. <laughs> I love how they're like, the girls can go to the mall, no problem. But the second the men step out, all the ladies are like, like hand ringing, mm, like, yeah, oh, clutching dear. their pearls. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they step through the portal and they end up, <laughs> well, Rogue oh. says, wonder how much they'll leave stand behind them. Rogue. Yeah, <laughs> boss, says Storm. I wish you had not asked. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, no, she's like, how much will be standing when they leave? Like, as if they're going to knock down the whole establishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Storms is like, do not project that into the universe. Oh, but this is an X-Men comic, so yes. we know what will happen. Exactly. They know. Meanwhile, aboard the Invader flagship, we see that, uh, whatever, a page is bringing the leader commanders to a place where they talk about the gene bomb. Behold, the gene bomb. Oh, when- goody, what does it do? It possesses the power to fatally disrupt any and all relationships, personal, professional, organic, inorganic, macro, micro, whatever, down to the most primally subatomic molecule networks. So this is a big joke at the time. So this whole thing is a spoof of DC Comics invasion storyline that's happening. And they have a gene bomb as well, only it's like... Like bi- G bi- with a G. Yeah, G-E-N-E, <laughs> like biology genes that are in your chromosomes. And so that was like to, whatever, disrupt metahuman genes. And this is a gene bomb like Jean Grey. Like, it, and it is literally Jean Grey. Yes. So it is her naked body in a test tube. Oh, and she has size. so much hair. And she's a, she's and a bomb, apparently. She's just floating in there. It's like a giant pill. <laughs> you know? And then our hero of the book runs up. Fearless leader, beware, danger. Yeah, and I'm I'm so proud of him because, you know, this is his big moment. Yeah. You know, he gets to rescue everybody. Mm-hmm. That archivist that looks like a fly. Right. Gun him! Vorp! Arg! He gets <laughs> shot. He gets totally shot down and he's <laughs> Like sizzling. violently. 
And then they're like, wait, isn't that one of ours? And he says, no matter. The fool should have known better than to approach the presence without an appointment. He's but a minor archivist. Whatever he'd have to say can't have been too important. Is <laughs> his body sizzles. Gross. <laughs> Aww. I felt so bad for him. I, I wanted him to live. I know. He was going to save their lives. Yeah, too late. Too, too late. Bye. Sorry. Uh, we Should have up- made an appointment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find ourselves in Sydney at uh, Mundes's bar, which is based off of the Mundens bar from First Comics Grimjack by John Ostrander. Who is also the bartender. Yeah, the name of the bartender in this book is also Ostrander. So it's a good callback to an old comic, Grimjack. The guys walk in and yeah, basically... Yeah, let me, let me tell you, like outside of this place though... You can tell that this is the place where you go to find some trouble. Right. Because you got a couple of hookers holding hands. Yeah. You know, you got goons. Totally. Mohawk guy. Mohawk, tough guy. Yeah, you know somebody's wearing like a leather jacket with no shirt with just rippling muscles. You're either at a gay bar or or that guy's going to beat you up. Right, yes. Maybe they're at a gay bar. So, I mean, the girls are holding hands, so. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't that be just change every perspective of what we're watching? Oh, I know. I really would. Mundus is a gay bar. Oh, guys, this is a great night out. I'm into it. So the the guys walk into the bar. They are ready to throw back some drinks. But Havok is just like, oh, you know what? I've heard of a place where anything goes. It's called Madripoor. And Wolverine's like, you you know, you're not out of your diapers yet. Like, you're a little too young for that, bud. <laughs> that 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 place is wild. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. And as we know in current day comics, there's a lot of activity going on in Madripoor. Like what? Well that well first of all the Marauders are constantly going to Madripoor to rescue mutants that the new Hellfire Club of those little kids are like buying a property and, and Emma's mm-hmm. trying to stop it all. And anyways, there's a lot going on in Magic Report and current Day comics. <sighs> oh, but the, as the night goes on, we see Longshot is really pulling out all the hearts. Like there's so many hearts happening. Hearts everywhere. They are just floating around him. And there is a lot of women. There is a ton. Oh, you're counting the hearts right now, aren't you, Chandler? How many hearts are there on this page? Oh, he's still going. He is still going. Who is this artist? 35 hearts all flying around this. This is Rob Liefeld. Well, shout out Rob Liefeld to all those hearts. Yeah. And let me tell you, he is a ladies' man, Longshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's dancing with them. They are all a flutter. They're literally Twitter-pated. I love how one of them is, like, super tall. Yeah. She's, like, Amazonian. Yes. Oh, they're so excited. They all have their hands clasped together. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh, we want to dance with him next. And uh, Havok and Wolverine are trying to drink each other under the table. Only Wolverine's like, oh, by the way, I have a healing factor. Yeah, well, he says, prove it. Skloosh. But then they, like, break she, their glasses. They break the bottles. Oh, I know, I know. They just have to get some more. And I like how Colossus is just sketching. <laughs> He's, like, not participating at all. He's just drawing. He's very brooding. He is. And then they hear rumble, 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 rumble. Explosion? Earthquake? Hmm. And then Colossus casually is like, perhaps, comrades, an invasion from outer space. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Anything is possible, especially where the X-Men are concerned. Sure, what the look, see. And then look at that. Son of a gun. 
There is a whole fleet of spaceships rumbling <laughs> up in the sky. There's a ton of them in Havoc because they're like, I think I'm going to need a bigger drink. Yes. Which is exactly what I would say. Call back to Jaws. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. So as these ships go flying overhead, we then see just a pedestrian guy in his backyard. Uh, he is at his barbecue. He's wearing his colorful pink shorts and a tank top. The gentleman says... Better put some more shrimp on a Bobby, love. Piers, we got company. Oh my God, he did great. Oh, thanks. Well, it continues. Was it, dear? And we have the wife coming out and she's holding a plate of dogs and she, you know, she's cute with the little pointy glasses and a pink hat. Yeah. And he says, Taurus, better give them, give him, <laughs> Taurus, better give that Hogan Walla a ring while you're at it. Tell him to back off the Come Down Under commercials of his. Too flippin' effective, you ask me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chandler did. Chandler and I watched a dialect video <laughs> to get that. No, we have to shout out the instructor. No. Because it was so brilliant. No, it was bad. Where, where, no. <laughs> I, I don't remember who it was. I know, but if, if, if audience, if you hated it, then we know who to blame. So, yeah, we watched this accent video on YouTube. It says, how to do an Australian accent fast from the Actors Academy. I don't know the gentleman's name. He doesn't give his name, I guess. Well, thank you, the Actors Academy, for the tutelage of Chandler. Yes. In his Australian accent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I had to look up uh, Hoganwala. And Walla, I think, means fella. Yeah, But they were so. writing in the dialect. Yeah. And we're talking about... Paul Hogan. Yes. Who played uh, Crocodile Dundee. Did he? I believe so. Oh, cool. And he did all of these commercials to advertise Australia. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty good. We'll, we'll definitely share some on social media because they're <laughs> hilarious. They are. So yeah, there's a ton of them. So back uh, to the aliens. They are now driving through the street in a tank. Yes, they do. Oi, move that crate, ya Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping faunas. Don't know enough to drive on the proper side of the road. <laughs> yeah, so the alien leaders are like, what is this? Is this some ploy, some trap? And then we go to the bar scene again where a lady literally has heart eyes for long shot. Oh, Rob. Legit. Rob Liefeld in your hearts. He loves hearts. And we see a big, bad, brutish alien walk in and he sees that long shot has whatever some lady's attention so he's like i'm going to conquest him because he's ignoring me and then colossus is like oh well in that case threaten him at your own peril <laughs> i just love his dialogue by the munificent merc this structure is a nexus of significant enhanced power bioforms <laughs> capturing them will win me great glory abase yourself grubs before your new master <laughs> I like how when Colossus smacks him, it says, Bwammo. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and so then Alien's really excited that Colossus is fighting. He's like, at last, someone on this pulling, pathetic orb with backbone enough to put up a fight. And then we see a whole army of these goons. And Havoc is like, should we help Colossus? And <laughs> Wolverine's like, mm, no. <laughs> let's just keep drinking 20 beer. to 1 odds nah <laughs> oh and meanwhile downtown we have the mayor of sydney who is at his desk they're obviously in the mayor's office and you know the mayor's kind of looking a little pensive he's mm -hmm. smoking a cigarette which is i guess you know was okay back in 1989 in yeah, yeah you smoke, smoke wherever you want 
I'm, I'm, I'm the mayor of Sydney. Welcome to town. As conquest strike leader, I require your immediate and unconditional surrender. You mean you want to take over? Precisely. Terrific. The job's yours and you're welcome to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm past due for a vacation anyway. Bye. Hey, human. <laughs> we are not to be trifled with. We mean serious business. Perhaps a small demonstration will convince you. Hmm? Has that structure value? The Sydney Opera House? Nobody there now, mate. Closed for renovation. Its shape offends me. Remove it. Vashtum! And he shoots the Sydney Opera House into smithereens with his giant gun. Mm-hmm. Been waiting to do that myself for years, but it is on all the postcards and brochures, so I'm afraid you'll have to put it back the way it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the bar, Colossus is basically taking on everybody. And then Longshot, who is just recovering, gets attacked from above by all of these ladies who say, a man, a pretty man. And they all look like they're wearing BDSM gear. Totally. And they have high, high ponies. Honestly, it looks like a metal band. They do. They actually look pretty amazing. I would would go listen to their show. Mm -hmm. I saw him first. He's mine. We are C-Cubed, the Cosmic Cutie Commandos. Oh, I see. Instead of Succubus, like Succubed, it's C-Cubed. Oh, yeah. I get it. Nice play on words. Mm-hmm. We live to kill. We kill to live. Men! <laughs> I think there's many times that this issue says men. <laughs> I just love how she talks like a pirate. Enjoy this flight, little ground grubber, and this last side of your world before we rend you limb from bloody limb. Well, that isn't very nice. Well, neither are we. (laughs) Our C3 caters are feared throughout known space. Why are you so full of hate? You've got wings. You can fly. I think that's neat. He's too quick, too agile, impossible to hold. And now, like, you know, Longshot is just flipping right through them. They cannot... Hold on to him. No, no, because they their 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 um, skill is to bring people up into the air and drop them so that they die. But of course, not long shots. Yeah, and then he figures out that their wings are actually fake. Mm-hmm. Sisters, he's discovered our secret. Slay him. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, he has discovered their secret that they have it's fake. Not wings. just their secret; it's their darkest shame. Oh no. Our wings make us special, but if word spreads that they are devices, everyone will be able to do it. We won't be unique any longer. Oh, mm. I think we all feel that pain. Yeah, I know. Like, especially on social media. Especially on social media. You think you're doing something <laughs> unique and special and everyone's like, oh, that's how they do it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, basically Longshot talks some sense into them and convinces them that they are special just the way they are, even with fake wings. And the one lady's like, well, if I believe you, I want you to convince our queen. So I'm bringing you to see her. She is going to deliver mm-hmm. Longshot. Yes. And then meanwhile, at the Daily Planet. The Daily Planet? Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. With Jimmy Isn't that Olsen. from DC Comics? Yes. Clark Kent. They're all there. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, at the Daily Planet, they cover the news. And Jimmy Olsen's like, report over the wire. Australia has been invaded by aliens. Who is this girl at the desk all bent over? I don't know. It could be anybody. I mean, I guess like in the 80s, all women kind of pose like that in comics. Yes, I guess. 
Not, this, not in real life, just Rob Liefeld thing. Thing. This is a Rob Liefeld thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all, all wear short skirts and bend over. Because that's what Dazzler was doing earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very Kelly Bundy. Totally, yeah. So, yeah, basically the Jimmy Olsen character is like aliens, aliens from outer space. They're attacking Australia. They're taking it over. They say if we don't surrender, they'll blow up the Earth. They're holding the whole continent hostage. And meanwhile, aboard the command craft of the conquesting aliens, can these Cretans do nothing right? We are the conquest. Defeat, especially at the hands of such a primitive species, is intolerable. So they decide together that they need to unleash the gene bomb. Not the gene bomb. But sir, they'll destroy everybody, even our own troops. (laughs) I love it. And he's like, besides, what other purpose does cannon fodder serve other than to be gratuitously sacrificed? Meanwhile, oh, on the mm, Sydney streets. Yeah, we get a couple more goons. This one I didn't care for so much, this whole scene, because he's very, very upset, this goon, that um, Longshot has won the heart of all of these ladies, these flying ladies, and they see Wolverine playing poker with a Superman-type figure. And he's just so furious that Havoc is like, well, let's just go take this outside. So back at this poker table, mm-hmm. it is an intense game. It is because Wolverine knows that he's not going to win. But the other guy knows he will win because he's got a full house. Ooh, whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> <laughs> the milkman, the paper boy, even, even TV. TV. Ah, uh, <laughs> everywhere you, you look, because you can't not sing that song and get to that part. <laughs> yeah, there's a hand that needs to hold on to. Anyways, so everywhere you look, the the commander or the Superman like character is like, I've got a full house. How can this guy beat me? And Wolverine's like, Well, I know. Let's raise the bets. My life, if you win, your life, if I win. Meaning one will die. Oh my gosh, and now it's like really tense. Stakes are high. Because Wolverine Wolverine knows that this is a game of psychology. So he's just dead panned eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for, you know, an answer from this guy. And he's just thinking. Yeah. Is he insane? Suicidal? Such a bet with a pair of twos? But is that all he has? What's hidden in his hand? I should win, but suppose I don't. Honor demands I pay in full. I'll be disgraced if I renege. I don't want to die. I'm the leader of my people. They need me. There's no shame in an honorable retreat in the face of a superior forces. Discretion is, after all, the better part of valor. But I don't want to lose. <laughs> Bet's you, bub. Player fold. Oh, so this guy is actually like an important dude. Yeah, apparently. So the Havoc is taking the goons outside for a fight. And the goons see that the ship is taking off. And they're like, no, they mean to drop the gene bomb. No, not the gene bomb. And they're like, that traitor, blast them from the sky. And Havoc sees them shoot their little blasters. He's like, you fellas call those blasters. Those aren't blasters. This is a blaster. Shazam. Oh, yeah. And he's shooting his power out of his hands into the sky. And he makes that ship explode. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, that's... Now, what's all this about a conquest? <laughs> what, they just thought this was a bar fight the whole time? Mm-hmm. So the night is over, the sun is rising, and the men are returning home. They are recapping the evening to each other. 
Yeah, he's basically saying, yeah, I won. I only had a couple of deuces. And he calls him Mr. Muscles. Mm-hmm. I love how Wolverine has nicknames for everybody. <laughs> but just don't call don't call Storm Broad. No. As no. we learned in our previous episode number 46. <laughs> called the Fall of the Tower. Fall of the Tower. Yeah, it's uh, for X-Men number 103, our St. Patrick's Day special. Yeah, I love putting these little like footnotes in our podcast. Yeah, just like how, I feel like innocent. <laughs> yeah, it's just like how the editors are like, go back and read this issue. We're like, go back and listen to this issue for this episode. <laughs> so yeah, the men pull up and all the women, arms crossed, are like, ahem. Hi, boss, rogue, dazzler. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it would appear you gentlemen had yourself a grand old time. Says Storm with her big giant giant hair <laughs> and wolverine says darling it was the best smooch what? like some, i don't know how he gets from the like all the way across where the guys are standing over to her without her reacting but he essentially must have leapt across the field grabbed her to tip her back like the sailor kissing the lady after the war or whatever you know that classic photo oh you mean that one that turned out to be a rape thing and not a cool thing oh oh i didn't know that oh she didn't want that kiss oh yeah she was like he grabbed me it was gross like oh. who was this stranger oh. oh that was the truth behind that, that photo. oh i didn't know when did that story come out oh like i don't know recently wow so anyways uh he said darling it was the best she says you are crazy. Okay, so this smooch has little hearts in the center of the O. Did <laughs> oh, you I know. That? Rob Liefeld loves... I mean, this is the letterer, That's probably. a letterer. But it's the dumb. letterer was given direction. Excuse me, letterer. I want hearts inside the O's. Yes. There's a lot of hearts in this issue. <laughs> yeah, and also this is like... This would never be allowed. She would call HR in a moment after this. Yes, in I today's, know. In today's Storm world. would never allow Wolverine to kiss her like that. Oh, actually, if it was anybody else, they would call HR. Storm would like pull out some sort of knife yes. <laughs> out of her bikini. Yes. That was stored somewhere and we didn't see it. Yeah, I and don't she know would, why she would she's shank just wearing him. a bikini, but you know, she doesn't like to wear clothes. That's fine. So Wolverine's like, yo, Alex, got a notion for a road trip. I know this place in Mexico, rowdiest canteen in the Gulf of California. We'll see who drinks who under the table. And then Storm Storm is just sitting there on the on the bench. She has her hands in her head and she's just all frustrated. And she says, that man. And she starts laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like a it's a big laugh. It's a lot of laughs. Those men. Men, 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 manly men, 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 men. By the way, the issue is titled "Men." (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, those men. You know, boys will be boys. I just want to pretend this is a dream sequence. I know this does not feel like a story at all. Like in the next issue, we're gonna find out like it was mephisto in yes, your dreams exactly. yeah, no it was a, it was a robo storm <laughs> and then we have an epilogue we see a burnt down house all these people are dead yeah and it is gruesome because there's dead bodies everywhere and wow. like, i love how the bubble that says i have eyes mr lewis is covering somebody's head and you know that person's decapitated. Yeah, because their head's right there. Oh my god, I didn't oh see it until just now. You just pointed it out. His head is His head is next to it. Oh my god. And then it was an Easter egg. <laughs> there and then there's somebody that is 
impaled, impaled by a piece of glass from a broken window. Oh yeah, somebody's hanging upside down, Batman style. Oh yeah, and someone's like also um, pinned up to the wall and hung from the wall, crucifixion style. It's pretty pretty gruesome. Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't expect this scene to happen in this no, issue. Oh, not after with all With the little this. hearts everywhere and everything and everybody <laughs> falling in love with Longshot. And they're like, like back to business. Yeah, back, <laughs> back to like the real world here. The men had their day. Right. And this is this is back to the drama. So, yeah, we see it's um, Miss Tessa, who is a.k.a. Sage. And she is the current reigning black queen of the Hellfire Club. Oh, hence the uh, bustier. Yes, the bustier. Corset. The, the, the panties, the high, whatever, thigh high the, boots. The, the whip. whip. Yes. All, and then, of course, the goons, the Hellfire goons that she's flanked by. Anyways, they're, on the, they're, they're looking for Donald Pierce. Who, I guess, was the white king? Yeah, I think so. I don't quite know what's going on in this part of the story when it comes to Hellfire, but... Well, he escaped. He escaped, and it says, next, the day of other lights. Sure. Mm, okay, cool. And then we end... I mean, does, is Dazzler going to get a friend? Be like, I'm usually the light, but now this is the other lights. Yeah. Introducing... Other lights. Other lights. <laughs> <laughs> or Jubilee. This is LEDs. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we have our final Ad alert. When you ask for morning funnies, you're asking for some fun. And there's like a bunch of people. Okay, these are all cartoon characters. I yeah. now recognize them. Family as, Circus. Oh, yeah. There's Luann. I uh, loved Luann. Oh, she was yeah. probably my Dennis favorite. Dennis the Menace. Yeah. I don't know who that kid is on the right, but this know. is Family Circus for sure. Yeah. And is that a... a a bunny looks like a bunny yeah. with a bowl of cereal. Is that maybe maybe tricks? Oh well, no. no, this is the this morning. This is funny. a cereal. Yeah, they're advertising for a cereal. Oh, so they had a a, a morning funnies like a newspaper yeah. cartoon cereal. Oh, here's Hagar the Horrible. Yes. Oh, who's this guy? I feel like I know him. Too. I don't recognize him. I think yeah. he's part of Dennis the Menace. Maybe one one of them is saying wild fruit taste, and Luann says it's new. And then uh, we see a guy say yummy. And Hagar the Horrible says, the back opens for more great comics. Ooh, Dennis Menace says, check them all out. Yeah, so we see them looking at the the box of cereal. Mm-hmm. And the little, you know, kibble. I like to call it kibble. Kibble. Yeah, the kibble inside the bowl. They all look like they have little smile faces. Yeah, Like they're laughing. Cute. I like it. So wait, who made this? This is this like a um, General Mills, or does it say? This is a... No, it doesn't say. It's oh, a limited edition. Ralston. Never heard of you. Mm, okay. Well, I guess I the cereal know. didn't last very long. Oh, so well. it, it looks like Fruity Pebbles well, to me. I'm glad that we did this issue. I am too. <laughs> I, You know, the men needed some time off too. They needed to have an adventure. They did. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean... If I had to go on the girls' trip or the boys' trip, I probably would have had more fun on the girls' trip. Of course. Just saying. But, man, that boys' night out, that was pretty fantastical and wild. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) X Reads is recorded in Los Angeles. Our theme music is provided by Hook Sounds. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast to be updated when new episodes appear every first and third Wednesday of the month. Follow us on social media at xreadspodcast, that's the letter X-R-E-A-D-S podcast, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye! Bye.